This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode, and today we're talking about growth mindset versus fixed mindset, which is something that you've probably are familiar with. You've probably heard about it in the news in, in the last few years. But what I'm talking about today is going to be based on the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. Dr. Dweck is a, um, a researcher at Stanford University, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't put that in my little notes here. Um, but yeah, she wrote this book called Mindset. 1010. I highly recommend that you read it. I think it's only like 200 and maybe 300 pages. It's between 200 and 300 pages and it's a fairly easy read. Uh, I definitely put it up there with books that I recommend on reading just for self-development, personal development up with, uh, gosh, uh, James Clear, you know, with Atomic Habits and Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. Like those are pretty much those main books that I go for. There's of course a handful of other books that I really recommend, uh, particularly about mindset. Now, as you probably already know, mindset is incredibly key to really anything, especially athletic endeavors and, you know, personal accomplishments and things like that. And mindset truly can make or break an athlete's mind, especially when you reflect on your own inherent abilities as an athlete and really as a human in general. And that's one reason I really reached out to this book and read it a few years ago. And I've been reading and rereading certain passages in the book, uh, just because it's actually part of my little philosophy effort that I'm in right now. It's like a 300-day program that I'm doing right now uh, through Optimize Me. And, uh, you know, the reason I'm doing it is because I'm trying to optimize myself as best as possible. Not that I think that I'm broken or I need to be fixed or any of that other BS, but I'm trying to optimize myself to my fullest potential because I feel like I'm able, I'm better able to show up as a coach for my clients when I am fully optimized and fully realized as best as possible. I find that I I sleep better. I have less stress. I just feel better in general. I have more excitement for tasks that can seem somewhat mundane. Um, I don't know. Just all in all, I feel like focusing on myself really can just make myself a better human. It makes me a better partner, friend, all of that stuff. It really opens me up to potential and it actually makes me feel not so shy and closed off, which sometimes I can feel. Um, yeah, believe it or not, if I haven't shared that on this on this podcast yet, I am actually inherently shy, um, which is funny because I'm also very much an extrovert, but I definitely need my introvert to recharge. So little little nuance about me in case you didn't know. Um, but today, Lucky for you, listener, I'll be sharing my thoughts on this book and boiling down a lot of the key concepts that Dr. Dweck makes in this book in an effort to to truly freaking empower the hell out of you. Because that's what I'm here for. That's my purpose in this life. I really do. I, I truly believe that is just helping people figure out what the hell they want, what the, what that feels like for them to want those things and to make it feel okay. And then how the hell can they get there, you know, to that point that they want to be at? Because again, we're not broken. We don't need to be fixed. But why the hell not try to be the best person we can possibly be? 
I don't see, I don't see why not. I can't think of a reason why not, right? So first, uh, let me start off by summarizing what the main differences are between a growth and a fixed mindset, just in case you're not familiar with it, okay? A fixed mindset means that you believe that your intelligence, your abilities, and your qualities are innate and in essence, they're they're not really changeable. Okay, so they're unchangeable. In other words, if you're if you're not good at something like I don't know a sport <laughs> or a skill or just imagine anything, right? You're not good at math, then you generally believe that you will never be good at it. Yikes! Right? I mean, that just ah, just even just saying that sentence. What the hell did I just say? In other words, like something along the lines of like if you're not good at something like, you know, a sport or skill or or math, I do remember saying that, then you generally believe you will never be good at it. Like that just makes me kind of sick. Just doesn't make me feel right, right? So that's a fixed mindset. Now, on the other hand, the opposite end of the spectrum, a growth mindset means that you believe that your intelligence and your abilities and your skills and all of that stuff can be developed with practice and definitely with a good dose of persistence to, to trying things over and over again. <laughs> so in other words, you don't necessarily think of yourself as, as like quote unquote hopeless, especially when you're trying new things and skills and all of this stuff and new sports. You also don't really expect yourself to be a pro at something like, like a bike skill. And, you know, I'm going to keep using that as a, as an example especially right away. You don't think that you're going to try to do a track stand, for example, and be amazing at it right out of the gate and then up, you know, dusting off and you're done. You're, you're pro level. I mean, how ridiculous is that too? You know, when you have a growth mindset that things like that take time to develop, especially skills and things like that. Okay. Now, it's also believed that having a fixed mindset will also impact your ability to establish new habits. So, you know, I know I've seen that in myself, and I've also seen that in clients that I've worked with over the years, you know, folks that really think that they're just not capable of doing something. They don't have willpower. They need motivation. They need, 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 need all of these things, right? Uh, because it's human, human nature to think that, but really you just might need to change your mindset a little bit which is it's which is exciting as hell because man if all of if the uh, i'm having a hard time putting thoughts in a word sorry brain short circuit here if you feel like you can actually change things with just like switching your mindset a little bit i mean how empowering is that right oh i all right let's dive in let's dive in so i as you can imagine, a, sh- a growth mindset can definitely serve you better as it puts you in a much, much more positive mindset shift, right? But can you develop it? Because already you're probably wondering, well, how the hell do I do that? You know, can I become a growth mindset connoisseur? And my answer is yes. So take a deep breath, get in that zone, and let's go down this wild ride, okay? Now, like I said on an episode the other week, um, I believe that we live in a world that expects you to get your dream body, your dream abilities, your dream house, your dream fucking everything, right? Sorry, not suitable for work. I probably should have said that in the beginning. Just expect that on all of my episodes, okay? Um, So we think that we can get these dream capabilities and bodies and things like that overnight 
or in three days via Amazon Prime. And we expect and admire natural talent in it. We completely abandon the idea that you have to work really hard to be a genius or be a legend or even have any kind of skills outside of natural abilities. So can you please just try to abandon this way of thinking that things just happen overnight? You're going to learn how to jump on the bike overnight. You're going to learn how to track stand overnight. You're going to learn how to, you know, run a, a, I don't know, an hour and a half marathon overnight. That's just, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of absurd, right? And, And Dr. Dweck even has a whole entire chapter that she dedicated on sports, the mindset of a champion. And in that chapter, she even outlines incredible athletes, like several incredible athletes who were not, and I repeat, not naturals at their sport. And this list may surprise the living hell out of you because I know I was actually genuinely shocked when I read through this chapter. I mean, we are talking legends like the Michael Jordan. All right. Love, I love Michael Jordan. I lived in North Carolina for like 12 years. So, you know, Michael Jordan is everywhere around there. Michael Jordan Nissan, Michael Jordan Toyota, Michael Jordan this, Michael Jordan that. Uh, yeah. And of course, you know, I, I did a little bit of grad school at Carolina, at UNC. And, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan was kind of a, kind of a thing there. But we're talking, you know, other athletes like Muhammad Ali, Mia, Mia fucking Ham. Yeah. And, I mean, my personal favorite, Jackie Jorner-Kersey, a.k.a. Flojo. Uh, That was my nickname growing up. It was like Speedy or Flojo. So, yeah, fun fact. If you didn't know that about me, I can actually sprint. I'm, I'm pretty fast. So, I mean, these are people who, like, several of them have gone to the Olympics. And these are athletes who are legends in their sport. But they were not naturals. They actually worked extremely hard and are perfect examples of athletes with growth mindsets. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about failure and the growth versus fixed mindset. And of course, I mean, it's, it's March. It's March Madness right now as I'm recording this. So yeah, I'm in a basketball state of mind. So I'm going to take the Michael Jordan ball and I'm going to run with it. <laughs> okay, pun intended. Here, I'm going to quote you, or I'm going to quote sections of the book. Okay. So please know some of these words are not mine. These are, these are Dr. Dweck's. So don't come at me. Um, Michael Jordan embraced his failures in an ad for Nike. He says, and I quote, I've missed more than 9,000 shots. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I have been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. And Dr. Dweck added that you can be sure that every time Michael Jordan did that and he missed and failed, quote unquote failed, he went back and he practiced the shot a hundred more times. That is the epitome of a growth mindset. So I leave you with that. No, I'm just kidding. This podcast is just getting started. This episode is just getting started, y'all. All right. Now, with that kind of mindset about failure and using Michael Jordan, the esteemed Michael Jordan, as an example, failure is a chance to learn and grow. I say that often, that failure is feedback. Embrace the growth that you experience 
with failure and and truly step into it, lean into it and push yourself towards those edges. And if you want to keep learning and growing in this life that you have right now, there has to be some risk of failure involved. All right. In the fixed mindset, everything is about the outcome. <laughs> you're, when you're in a fixed mindset and not a growth mindset, you're constantly thinking about proving yourself. You're thinking about, I've got to get this medal. I've got to get this. I have to show my, I have to show people in my life that I, I can do X, Y, Z. F that. Who cares? No one cares. No one cares what socks you're wearing. I mean, unless they're really cool socks. But, you know, in the fixing out, fixed mindset, everything is about the outcome. And if you fail or if you're not the best at something, then your effort is an absolute waste for folks who have a fixed mindset. Now, the growth mindset, on the other hand, it gives you that shift to to truly value what you're doing regardless of the outcome. So basically what I'm trying to say here is adding less pressure on the outcome that you're seeking can really, truly help you shift your mindset to support more of a growth stance versus a fixed one. And this this doesn't mean that you need to enjoy every single damn minute or aspect of the process or what you're doing. I mean, hell no. Because yeah, sometimes the process is the process over the outcome. Sometimes the process sucks. I'm going to be honest with you. Like it's hard. It's hard to do meal prep every week. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm going to teach you how to make it easy. And learning how to do certain skills on the bike isn't always easy. Like that process kind of sucks because you're going to fall. You're going to scrape yourself up. You're going to scrape your bike if you're anything like me. And yeah, it kind of sucks. But it does mean that you're not only going to focus on the outcome. And you'll definitely try to find some damn joy in the process, okay? Which we'll talk about here in a minute. Now, something I do want to bring up, because I I know we're kind of going through a lot of shit right now, all of us collectively. And something that can go hand in hand with a fear of failure is, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, depression, okay? It's the, it's the dirty D. I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, but it's it's depression. It's that that elephant in the room. AKA also, if you're if you don't feel like you have depression, awesome. It can also mean the just feeling low in general, which I think that in and of itself is something that a lot of us can can identify with, okay? Now Dr. Dweck, she does talk further about how feeling depressed it can impact your desire to really put forth effort. <laughs> like let's let's be honest, when you're depressed, I mean you have, you sometimes have a hard time getting out of bed. You have a hard time putting on socks, you know, whether they're cool socks or not. It it just doesn't matter. Nothing really it, nothing really feels good sometimes when you're when you're depressed or feeling low. And I think this is, again is something that many of us feel after the last couple of years in the, in the pandemic. Uh, I'm going to start calling it the panini in the panini. Um and a lot of shit just feels heavy and raw right now, especially with some world events going on and things like that in Ukraine. But especially, I see this a lot with my athletes who are healthcare workers and educators. And I'm going to go ahead and pause right now and just give you all a shout out. Seriously, like high fives to all the healthcare workers and educators listening to this episode right now. Seriously, I love you all. I know you're going through a lot of shit. So please just hang in there because we, we need you. We need you if we break our clavicle or something when, you know, when we're, God, when we're out biking or, I don't know. 
Um, that's a whole other tangent I'll go on, but I won't today. Now, Dr. Dweck, she asked, and I'm going to quote this. How do you act when you're feeling depressed? Or, excuse me, I'm not quoting exactly. I'm, I'm semi-reading what I put in my notes and also ad-libbing. But how do you feel, or how do you act when you feel depressed? God, I'm awful at reading. Uh, see, that's a that's a fixed mindset I just had right now. Um, I quote, do you work harder at things in your life or do you let them go? Next time you feel low, put yourself in a growth mindset. Think about learning, challenging, confronting obstacles. Think about your effort as a positive and constructive force and not as a big drag. And she she recommended that you try this out. Now, I know that this is not an end-all, be-all kind of approach for everyone's depression because depression, I've worked on depression studies in the past, um, in my past career in research. And, you know, I also have had moments of depression in my life and moments of generally feeling low because it was never really diagnosed as depression, but sure as hell felt like what a lot of my friends go through. Okay. So please know this is coming from a place of love and I'm not going to tell you rah, rah, you need to get out of bed and do your shit. No, but please know, I feel you. I see you. I see the shit that you're going through and not everyone's depression is the same. Okay. But I can also say that from personal experience that it does help shift the mindset when you're feeling low. So it is worth a try. It really is. So think of of that effort of getting out of bed and getting started with your day and, and trying something new as less of an obstacle and more like a chance to kind of push you forward when you're feeling low. Okay. Just, just try it. And I mean, I'm not saying like, Hey, you know, positive vibes only or any of that other bullshit, but it is, it is worth trying because I know it's, I know shit can be really hard right now. So, and also of course, see a, see a mental health professional. That is always going to be my answer for practically anything. Now let's talk about what you can do to implement a growth mindset, because I'm sure that that's something that a lot of you are probably thinking, okay, Jen, I'm feeling a little low or I'm feeling a little this or that, and I just want to grow. So first I want you to think about, well, okay. The, the one way to implement a growth mindset is to have a plan. I know this, it's, this is the most boring answer possible, right? But let me explain. So just, just hold on, just hold on. So first think about something you want to learn about or something you want to do. Like, I mean, seriously, like right this very moment, you can pause this. I won't take offense and think about one thing you want to do or learn how to do. I'm waiting. (laughs) No. Next, let's make a plan. Identify when, where, and how you will do that thing that you want to do. The point here is it's to identify exactly everything you need to do to learn or do the thing (laughs) that you just imagined. Okay. And truly visualize it. And I'll go ahead and link that, that episode in the, in the show notes. Cause I did talk about visualizing something, uh, a couple episodes ago. Can't remember what number. Now making a detailed plan with the when, where, and how of doing a thing, <laughs> it will help you pivot towards a growth mindset to get shit done. Okay. Literal studies, countless studies have shown that a detailed plan with the basics, just the basics outlined 
of when, where, and how you will do the thing or learn the thing dramatically increases the success rate of learning or doing the thing. I'm going to give you an example. And I don't have these in my notes, so it might be a little fuzzy if I misquote it. And I'm, because I know a lot of you work in science who are listening to this. Uh, if I misquote this this particular study, please just private message me or like comment on my Instagram. I don't, I, I take no offense, um, but I don't have this in my notes, so I'm going off, I'm going rogue off my memory, which isn't always 100%. There was one particular study, and it was on recovering addicts who are going through withdrawal. So active withdrawal. I can't remember what drug they were on. Um, I don't think it was alcohol. I think it was something a little bit more hardcore than alcohol. Uh, and I apologize if you have a history with this, you know, trigger warning, you might want to just maybe, I don't know, fast forward like two minutes. So depending on how much I tangent, um, they had two groups. They broke these uh, individuals recovering from addiction or going through withdrawal, active withdrawal. And they were in this program to help uh, reinforce like some habits on helping them get a job to therefore help get them kind of out of the cycle that they're in right now. Okay. If any of you have been with an addict or have been an addict yourself, you understand that feeling. When you have an addiction, just as a heads up, because um, I was with an addict for two years, when you have an addiction, you're not necessarily addicted to the thing. You're addicted to the feeling. And once you start to feel that way, you're not actually actively seeking to get high necessarily. You're actually seeking to have that feeling that that thing gives you, that drug or substance gives you, because it is helping you kind of maybe forget about things in your life and or now keep in mind I am also not an addiction specialist this is just from my literal life of school like school of hard knocks with um, my ex but individuals who are, are genuinely like addicted to heroin for example they're actually not seeking to get high they have reached a point where the withdrawal actually hurts more so this is why I'm such a big proponent of, you know, safe needle use sites and, and things like that. And that could be a whole other thing I could talk about, but it's not really relevant to the topics that I usually share here. But I just wanted to go ahead and say, you know, please you know, try not to think of, uh, of addicts and in, in a very negative light. Um, yeah, we just, we, they just need some help getting out of that cycle. Okay. So in this study, these researchers were hoping to get these addicts out of a cycle and get them established in employment. One group, broken up into two groups, one group, I cannot remember how many, uh, you know, subjects there were, but one group, they were told to put together a resume by 5 p.m. the next day, okay? The other group was told to put the resume together by 5 p.m. the next day. However, they were also informed on when they would sit down and write their resume, at what time, where they would be when they would write that resume, and how they would do it. Imagine that. They were given a detailed plan with when, where, and freaking how they would do that. And guess who got more shit done? <laughs> like literally 80% of the group was accomplished, whereas not a single person in the first group 
that was just told, hey, do this by 5 p.m. the next day, they didn't, none of them were able to put their resume together. Whereas the other group, who was empowered with a plan, that include the when, where, and how to do the thing, did the thing, 80% of them. I mean, you know, and that's just one study. So please know there are countless studies. Now, um, let me make this a little bit more relevant. <laughs> I don't know why that, that study just came to mind. I think it's because I'm, I'm in this philosophy course and he literally just had it in his philosopher's notes. So, you know, again, these studies show that having a plan dramatically increases the success rate of you doing the thing. And like I just outlined, the plan doesn't have to be complex. It can be simple AF. And I'm going to give you an example just to show you how easy this can be. So we're already on this tangent now. Let's say you want to learn how to do a skill on your bike, like a track stand. Great. (laughs) You're not alone. Your plan may look like this. On Tuesdays and Thursdays after work or at 6 p.m., whatever that is for you, unless you're a shift worker, I'll practice a track stand in my driveway or my sidewalk for 10 minutes. I'll watch and use a video I found on YouTube to practice. I mean, seriously, see how easy that is? That's that's literally the plan. So I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by the idea of the word plan. Like it can literally be that easy. But the point here is to outline the when, where, and how you're going to do the thing. So keep it simple. Really, just identify when you're going to do it, like the days and times, i.e. when you're going to work out, where are you going to work out, and for how long, and what plan are you going to do. Great. You know, and I'm just using that as an example, like with workouts, because I know that's kind of a common thing. Um, seriously, don't, don't like overburden yourself. Now, besides making a plan or to learn or do something new, here are five other ways that you can go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Now, before I dive into these things, keep in mind that these things take practice. So again, you're going to have to have a growth mindset about having growth mindset. <laughs> I mean, kind of in a, in a, in a particular way. Okay. Oh, the irony. So first, I want you to reflect on your day and notice the times that you may have quote unquote failed at something. Embrace them. Instead of noting them as failures, note them as opportunities for growth. And this isn't some corporate bullshit jargon, (laughs) y'all. Like it really is a mind shift, mindset shift because words, they matter. And how you talk to yourself and treat your thoughts freaking matters. So instead of thinking of these things as failures, think of them as learning. All right. Number two, learn to say the word yet. Instead of thinking and saying that you can't do something or you're bad at something, I want you to just embrace and grab a hold of the word yet. I can't do a track stand yet. Instead of I can't do a track stand. So you see the difference in potential there? Like it really opens you up to the potential that you have in front of you. Okay. Number three, value your effort over talent. I want you to channel that inner Michael Jordan badass that you have living inside you right now because you do. You might not have his vertical and you might not have his, his abilities to do, you know, uh, shots, but I want you to stop going, going after the idea that you, you should be a natural talent. And I want you to put in the damn work. I want you to realize that you will be perceived as fairly lazy if you're not willing to put in the work. 
I know that may hurt to hear a little bit, but no one wants someone on their team who isn't a team player and isn't willing to put in the work and the effort. So show up and put in the damn work, okay? Literally, there's three, those are three tips. I think I might've said five earlier, but those are three tips. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you only get three tonight. Um, but I mean, it's one of those things where we don't have to complicate the shit out of it. Okay. We really don't just remember, make a plan, do the plan, implement the plan, like come up with something that you want to learn or, or something that you want to learn how to do. Okay. Make a plan to identify when, where, and how you will do it. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. And then go forth and do it. And then keep in mind those tips. First, reflect on your day and notice the times that you failed at something and embrace them as learning. Number two, learn to say the word yet. You can't do something yet. You have the potential. And then last but not least, value effort over talent. Put in the damn work, okay? Especially if you've hired a coach already, put in the work. I mean, it really, and again, you can put in the work by putting together a plan. And the plan doesn't have to be complex. It can be simple AF, all right? That's all I have for you today, fam. I really appreciate you joining. I I really do. I love you all for it. Um, But please share this episode to get your friends and family on board with a growth mindset because I really think This way of thinking can impact so many people in your circle, in your life, in in the world, really. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast and rate it. If you absolutely love it, I would love your five-star review. It helps me, I mean, seriously, your ratings and your subscriptions, first of all, they mean a lot to me, but they also help me grow, okay? Now, I'm going to see you next week. And I hope that you go and make today amazing and full of a solid growth mindset little by little. Remember, you got to practice. It takes some practice, all right? All right, I love y'all. Have a beautiful day.